Here we go. He's throwing the football. I think he's just happy because the Chargers are in the playoffs. Can they pull some upsets? We got a lot to discuss. We got the NFL playoffs. Here we go. It's what I say all the time. Here we go. And my boy Tony Tucker know what the deal is. Raw thoughts. Hit my music. You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline. Who got cut? Who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship? You gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. And here we are. We are back. We are back. This is Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. Raw thoughts are welcome, as you see on the screen, or for the people that listen to it audio-wise. Raw thoughts are here. So just get ready. Get your, get your seatbelt, get your drink, get your water, get your Gatorade. It's about to go down. And welcome back. We're in the 4-5. It ain't to play games with them. It's to play with you. It's to aim at you. Yeah, yeah, you think I didn't know about that. We got Tony Tucker here. Tony Tucker, let them know who you are. Welcome back, champ. H-O-V-A in the building right there. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's been a long time. Uh, healthy, healthy break. Lots of... Lots of thoughts to share. Hopefully they're all NFL because I haven't been keeping up too much uh, with what's going on in the NBA, but I'll make it up as I go along. And with that being said, we're going to start off first because um, kind of healthy topic. We're going to talk about the, um, the NFL playoffs, and we're going to start right here. Uh, the Packers and the Lions. Yeah, hey, I can't win it today, baby. I can't win it. So uh, we got the Packers and the Lions. Mr. A-Rod went 4-8 to Mr. A-Rod on a four-game winning streak. Playing against some injured teams, but they gave this bad man a lot of hope. So with that being said, Tony Tucker, how do you feel about the Packers versus the Lions? This is uh, this is such a, an interesting game, right? Like, so I grew up with, grew up in Michigan, lots of Lions fans in my life, and they can't be happy about anything. Like, they just keep waiting for it to fall apart. Like, you talk to a Lions fan, they're like. No, they'll blow it. Like, this, it just won't work out. Like, even the game, I think it was – who did they get dismantled by, like, a few weeks ago? Uh, it was, Carolina like, on the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. Like, it go out. Their their run defense is headed in the right direction. Then all of a sudden, Deonta Foreman looks like Derrick Henry. You're getting, like, a buck 50 by halftime. That was, that was the classic game for them. Now, in this game – we do a pickums for MJT football over on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to that. I forgot to mention that during my little opening there. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to pick the Packers, but I'm going to cheer for the Lions because this just feels like everything the Lions have been doing and building and whatever, even if the Seahawks win, I still would like to see them finish with a winning record, right? Nine and eight, lots to build on, lots of pieces there. But also, like, Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs – without expectation, I think is the most dangerous Aaron Rodgers, right? That's the one that they won the Super Bowl that year. I think they were like the five seed or the six seed that year when they made it to the, the postseason. That was also spurred on by defense. That's what this turnaround for the Packers has been, running the football 
and playing defense. And that's what needs to be. It's a little unusual for your $50 million quarterback to be the weak link on your football team. But like, you can still trust them during crunch time. Like you still want to have Aaron Rodgers as opposed to somebody else. So I'm cheering for the Lions. I really, really want the Lions to come out on top in this game. I just don't think they will. It's just, it's cold. Goff has been terrible outside in cold weather. This just doesn't feel like a Lions victory, but I'm really pulling for it. All right, my raw thoughts is that I got the Lions pulling the upset, although I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to win because for some reason people have been saying that Jared Goff's numbers have been great this year to where he can opt out of his contract with Detroit and possibly get with a decent team and play. Maybe that's so. One time I want to say maybe I'm wrong. The Detroit Lions were like the number one offense in the league. I don't remember it was week eight, week six, whatever. So I'm looking at that. But I also see what you're saying with Aaron Rodgers being paid a lot. And it's kind of strange not allowing him to necessarily win games for you. But if it's a, a drive, then, of course, you know, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers can pull that out. My thing is, even if Aaron Rodgers didn't win this game, they're going home the first round. And I'm not trying to be biased. But if they have to play against San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, it's not going to be pretty. They can run the ball. They can try to throw the ball to these rookies. That defense, although – the defense took a night off, which I believe, like, you know how it goes in, in games and basketball, whatever. Everybody has a night off. The Ra- They had a night off against the Raiders. I don't think the San Francisco 49ers defense is going to do that in entire playoffs. I really think the defense is going to be better. But I'm going to tell you, man, I really got a lot of hope in the Detroit Lions. That's the scariest team, actually, because this team really can make plays. Defensively, they give up a whole lot of passing yards, but I think Jared Goff can make it happen. I just personally think that the 49ers own – Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers win, he may celebrate getting to the playoffs, but he also knows he got to go back to Levi. He plays against a team who has dominated him in the playoffs for several years that he knows he has a kryptonite against. He may can pull it off, but good luck. Because your defense is going to be able to stop him. Excuse me. Before I go to the next topic. Real quick, so a couple of things. That's what I'm saying about the – the thing that makes Aaron Rodgers dangerous is when he can play without, like we've expected them to be out of the playoff conversation when they fell to four and eight. So now that they're back in it, if they make it, it's sort of that like effort type football where it's like, I'm just going to do the best I can. I do think what would hurt them uh, against the 49ers is not having a healthy Christian Watson, because you really need somebody who threatens the deep part of the field to be able to, to open up the 49ers defense and kind of, you know, nullify the pass rush a little bit. The thing about Jared Goff that you I said. I like how you said nullify because it sounded like you said they can't stop. No, you there there is no hope. Like, it's not like, oh, well, we're going to completely shut down the Niners pass rush. That's foolish. Pass rush, Nobody should think that. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what I do think is possible is that you can make it so that they're only going to rush three or four to try and find different ways to – to cover a hot Aaron Rodgers, and we haven't even seen that this year, but it is always a possibility. I want to talk about Goff real quick because you said people are saying he could opt out of Detroit. Detroit is the best spot he could be in. They have a great – well, it's a really good offensive line. They have three running backs, four running backs if you go all the way to Craig Reynolds, who can all pound the rock there. 
He's going to have Jamison Williams back next year, Amon Ross St. Brown. Who knows if they can lock up a big target like DJ Chark to another two-year deal, like if he enjoyed his time there and nobody – that's a lot of opportunity and weapons. He's even played nice with some of these fill-in tight ends since they traded TJ Hawkinson. Jared Goff would be a fool if you think that like going and playing outdoors in November and December for the Jets is a better option. Like <laughs> we're going to go down to where? Like Tampa where ha- the team's going to lose a, probably at least three key players on their defense. There's not another team where I look around and I go, hey, Goff, it's going to be better than this, which is a weird thing to say about the Lions. Like it's not going to get much better elsewhere. I got one team. One team I can throw out there. They may be weird. They may be outrageous and crazy. But it just depends on the situation. We'll get to that topic later. The Washington football team. No, that's not a better. Because here's You'll the thing. Thing. Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Dobson. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, so what you're going to do is you're going to name the weapons. Weapons don't matter if Jared Goff doesn't have enough time because he's not going to be great in pressure. And again, you're going to be playing outdoors against Philadelphia – and that, like, at least late in the season, you could be getting dome games against Minnesota. And I guess you could be getting dome games against the Cowboys late in the season in that division. But it's either going to be, like, the Giants are ascending. The Packers have plateaued, if not gone the other way. You don't know what's going to happen there. The Bears still need to prove it. The Vikings are winning games flukily. The Lions really could be the best team in that division next year. Like, that's not a reach. If they add a couple more pieces... The Lions are in the best situation. You either want to be in the NFC North or you want to be in the South for the AFC, like the AFC South. Those two divisions are wide open. That's why the Jaguars and Lions could go like multiple years in a row being the top of their division. And we'd be like, what alternate universe are we in where these teams are all of a sudden (laughs) dominating their division? That'd be crazy. With that being said, Essential Collections. Essential Collections by my girl, Monica Ricks. Her website is www.essentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessentialessent
taken out by like a sniper or something. Like he just fell lifeless. And then when they started talking about what happened, I was just sitting there and I was like, just so depressed. Like the new year, I'm, I, I love football. It's my favorite form of entertainment. And I do think they handled it right. You know, like I, I think the way that they eventually got to the point where they canceled the game. And then now the only thing that I may have considered, and obviously I don't have all the ins on what they have correct, as correct, correct, television correct. and scheduling and everything else. I may have pushed, I may have like said, Hey, we're going to have them play a game uh, this weekend where it's the only game Buffalo and, and Cincinnati pushed week 18 back one and then gave no buy going into the Super Bowl. You know how they have that week of just media or right. whatever? Right, right. Just say, hey, there's no media week this year before the Super Bowl because of the tragedy that happened to DeMar Hamlin. What we're going to do is we're going to push back. There's Everybody's going to get a buy essentially right now, except for the Bills and the Bengals, who so will have them play like a Saturday night, Sunday night game or something like that. And then we'll go ahead with week 18 the following week, which would have been the first. So everything would have just been shifted back a week. I think that would have been the outcome that if I were in the room and had a voice, the thing that I probably would have, that's the thing I would have pushed for. I'm hearing a lot of other like, well, they might add an eighth in, you know, an eighth team to the AFC. And then the the chiefs have to play a first round game and nobody gets Mm. a buy. And then if the bills and the, the Kansas City plays, it's going to be on a neutral field. Or if Cincinnati plays the Ravens, that's going to be on very, a neutral very, field. Very, very intriguing. Right, right, right. All of these things could have been avoided if they literally just stopped football and moved back. But the thing that I think a lot of fans don't really consider is this is a multi-billion, billion, billion, billion dollar operation. And this thing <laughs> functions on a way of which – average middle class people like me could I could never comprehend what goes into the production of the NFL it is the biggest grandest reality show that we have on television and it plays out for six months a year and I just don't think there's any ways really to stop this I mean they played through a pandemic last year and you can have whatever your feelings or thoughts are on the pandemic at least at the beginning of the pandemic when you were maybe some people were unsure the ramifications of what was actually going on. The NFL was like, we're moving forward. Like we'll do virtual scouting. We'll do virtual drafting. We'll do virtual camps. We'll do no fans. We don't lose money. We just, we're the NFL and we keep moving. We keep moving. We keep moving. So it's, it's, it's not like it's not tainted or it's not, really it's not really anything it's just the facts and whatever happens you just gotta rally i did hear a nice story about how uh damar's dad did like a conference call with the bills yeah and i really like to hear that because i think hearing from the family it's like you don't know when it's okay to breathe when it's okay to in that situation to smile or to be happy or you don't want to get caught on camera talking and smiling and like there's something it could be something completely different but it's the perception of whatever's going on and i think that it's nice for these guys to be able to just like take a deep breath know their brother is is mending is trending in a positive direction 
And then they still got to go handle business because they have families to feed and they have futures to take care of and all of that stuff. And if they choose to put on the pads and go out and take just another risk, even although it, it it's a small one, it's just another risk that goes in with concussions and ACLs and long-term health issues. There's now another wrinkle in the back of your head where you have to say like, there's a possibility that this could be, you know, I could be the next, you know, moment like this. Yeah, I can see that. Raw thoughts might be short and quick. Like canceling the Bills and Bengals game was, I mean, I get it, you know, and I want to make sure everything is done correctly. The only thing. I hate about it. If if it does, basically they had a game that, you know, didn't count off of something they can't really stop. That's a life-changing matter. And then you tell them, hey, it's fine, but we still get to see the Kansas City. Although the Bills, if I'm wrong, beat Kansas City in Kansas City this season. Now it changes up the entire playoffs because the entire playoffs home field in the AFC could be going through Orchid Park. Very, very cold weather. This situation happens. That's Something nobody can help, and they tell the Bills, Hey, look, you can't get the number one seed because of something like that happens. And that's how I looked at it from a Rothall standpoint like, you shouldn't punish the Bills for something that really happened of life changing matter. Then you tell them they can't get the seed, and the team that's going to get the number one seed is a team that they already beat this season. So, you know, if it was any other team, I'd be like, Okay, maybe, but you already beat Kansas City, and I don't see Kansas City. With the exception of the Chargers in the playoffs now, by the way, I'll say that. Lose at home field again. They're not going to lose this again if they get home field. I just don't see it. I feel like they got some players coming back. But I also feel like the Bills need this more than anything outside of just the situation that we don't know what happened with the Bengals gang. A lot of Bengals in that game could have went down to wire. We don't know who the one. So I can't really say the Bills would beat the Bengals. I can't say the Bengals would beat the Bills. But I just feel like whatever it is, I'm kind of glad it doesn't count. Maybe it keeps the Bills in their spot because they already beat Kansas City, and the team that will take that spot will be the Chiefs, which I just feel like that's just it's just not fair to them for that situation. At least let them fight it out if you're going to just hand the things to Kansas City. But that's just my raw thoughts on that. And I'm just glad he's he's doing well, and uh, I'm just praying yeah, for the people, even more. People are gonna, there's going to be a, a certain portion of the population that complains. The thing is, is – it's just, it's always, to me, it's just bigger. Like, I am extremely thankful to all the sacrifices that the players go through, right? Being away from their families for holidays or birthdays or whatever they have to, all the sacrifice they go through, pain and treatment to get there so that right. I can sit in front of my TV and yell like a maniac and cheer for people that I don't even know. Like, right. at a certain point, you just have to remember, like, these are human beings and I ultimately want the best for them in their personal lives because that's what puts the best product for the part of the life of their life that they share with us, the fans. Right. So the better they are in their in their day-to-day -day life, the better enjoyment, more enjoyment we're gonna get out of watching the game. So like we just gotta move on and accept whatever the ruling is and just watch football and cheer. Like it's they're gonna play it. And with that being said, you got that right. They are, like you said, a, a billion, billion, quadrillion industry. 
Philip Lampron, PHP Eastern NC at gmail.com or go to his website, Lampron for Life, L-A-M-P-R-O-N, four number four, life L-I-F-E.com. Use promo code Raw Mind, use promo code Raw Mind, and you get a special discount. Every discount is different between whatever the policy, free consultation, life insurance, retirement, finances, investments. He pretty much goes over everything free of charge. Sit down, free consultation. If it works, he would love to have you there to kind of push you into the right direction. With that being said, lampronforlife.com. All right, here's the next topic. The charges, well, I'm going to tell you, now this may go long. I'm going to try to cut it short as a moderator. The L.A. Chargers are in the playoffs, and Tony Tucker is a guy who loves his Chargers. So with that being said, how does this feel, and what are the next steps for the Chargers? So this feels great, obviously, because there was a point in the season where it didn't, it wasn't shaping up in the right direction for us. Like it was, uh, you know, like, and it was early on too, injuries to everything. And, and there's still some downsides to what's going on in the team. And I think mainly just sort of uh, with the offense in general, um, I, I wish and really hope that's something that they address is the, play calling in the offensive coordinator position. I don't Ooh. wish for anybody to, to lose jobs, oh. but um, maybe just demand more from that. Uh, it, whatever. Overall, I think the Chargers have turned into closer to the team that myself and a lot of people who predicted them to be at the beginning of the year. Like it's become a defensive football team. Like if you look at what they were trying to put together in the offseason – where did they spend the money? Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. Now, that didn't go right. They bring in Morgan Fox, a veteran D lineman. They bring in a veteran, uh, wonderful, tremendously talented nose tackle. The next jersey I'm getting, Sebastian Joseph Day, number 69 for the Chargers. Get used to it. He's going to wreck games in the playoffs this year. It's going to be fun for more people to get to know who he is. But they just brought in a lot of veterans, like the Kyle Van Noy's. So when they bring it in, they bring in all these pieces on defense. As fans, we were expecting so much more. We were like, what is this garbage where teams are scoring, you know, like the Jaguars are putting up points and the Seahawks are putting up crazy points and all this stuff. It's like the best games for the Chargers this year, 49ers, Chargers. That was a toughly contested game. The Chargers were winning that game in the third quarter, and it just came down to the fact that, like, offensively, they couldn't get out of their own way in that football game. And there was the Chiefs game. They had leads in both of the the second halves of the Chiefs games. They were there. And then finally what started happening was they were getting leads and the defense is starting to put them away. And somebody asked me, somebody stopped me the other day. They said, do you care who you play in the playoffs? No, because the way I look at it, you got to go through, you got to go through them all. They're like, do you want to, you want to go to Jacksonville or Tennessee? I'm like, I don't wish for anything other than making it. And then when they get there, I focus all of my energy and effort and cheering and entertainment and whatever little, if you believe in sending positive vibes or focus or energy, that's all you can do as a fan, right? What more can you do? I don't get to call plays. I don't get to, hey, Staley, I need five minutes. What is this bullshit that we're doing? Why are we 
how are you running uh, hitches and dive routes, you know, dives up the middle for two yards on first down? Like, I don't get that. So all I can control is the fact that my team makes it. I believe my team has enough talent in all phases, special teams, defense, and offense, to make it to the Super Bowl. And that's all you could ask for, right? Like, that's as a fan, that's all you want. I'm sure you as a 49ers fan, Chiefs fans, Cowboys fans, everybody's just like, they look at it and they're like, my team's got a shot. And that's all you need. You don't get a shot if you don't even make the dance. Like last year in week 18 on Sunday night, it's like, this is over. This ride is over after that game in over, you know, like oh, against the Raiders, it's just over F this noise. It's like, you don't want that to happen. So they have a chance. And I will say that I think there's a strong chance with all the crazy stuff that has gone on in the NFL this year, you could see the chargers going to the Super Bowl, and the story will be the defense. It won't be Justin Herbert. The story will be the defense. Well, that be, so I'm going to say raw thoughts right here, raw thoughts. You heard me loud and clear, people, loud and clear. <laughs> AFC Lookout. The last thing you want to see, and I'm trying to – everybody probably think I'm joking, I'm giggling, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Is seeing the Chargers, the Chargers in the playoffs. The Chargers in the playoffs, I think it'd be any team in the AFC in the playoffs. Healthy, they get some pieces back, that offense is going. This could be that Justin Herbert moment. I have arrived. Kansas City plays them in the division. They know Kansas City pretty well. <laughs> they know Kansas City pretty well. Uh the Bills. They make it score point for point. If they get all their weapons back, if I'm not mistaken, he'll probably inform me on the healthiness of the team. I think they'll have all their players that are key on offense back healthy. I don't know about the defensive side, but they do got a guy named Asante Samuel Jr. who's pretty, pretty good. So I really feel like right now at the moment, I don't care where the L.A. Chargers are going. And although I did predict them to be in the Super Bowl earlier this year and they're now just getting the playoffs, it probably makes me feel even more happier that they have a shot. I don't think no team in the AFC wants to play against the Chargers in the playoffs. It may sound easy. It may sound blowout. I don't know. It just seems like the style that Chargers play, they always find a way to pick up points. They always find a way to score points. But that's for me. Like, seeing them in the playoffs, Kansas City knows that's not what they want to see. The Bills, I don't know if they want to see it. The Bengals in them can go toe-for-toe. Who knows? Joe Burrow's cool, calm, collected. Just a Herbert. I would like to see that young rivalry, that young matchup go on in the playoffs with all the chips on the table. I would like to see those guys. We've seen enough Patrick Mahomes. Probably going to see plenty more Patrick Mahomes. But playing the team in the division, like you said earlier, who giving up some of the leads, I don't think that Kansas City Chiefs want to see two teams, two teams in the playoffs, the Bengals or the Chargers. Even though the Bills are good, they probably don't care about playing against the Bills. But seeing the Chargers or the Bengals, Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers know everything they can do to the Kansas City Chiefs to actually close out. All the, the L.A. Chargers got to do is close out. If they close out, that's right, if they close out, it's still a dangerous game. It's not a game you want to play. It's not a, it's not a walkover game. It could get really, really interesting. So, um, David, so we go to the next topic. It's Tua done in Miami. Raw thoughts, Tony. 
Um, it is. I don't. Okay, done is a is a tough situation, right? Because you don't know what the you don't know what the 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 coaching situation. You don't know like everything, right? That's all the circumstances that are going on. Because last week on the show, I you said. Uh, coaching vacancies. I was like real Leal and Mike on the mic were on here, whatever. And you said, surprise, you said, and I put in the chat, hot take, Mike McDaniel might get fired in Miami, right? Like they were already lost draft picks, tampering, trying to get Sean Payton there. If Sean Payton and Tom Brady get together and they say, Tom's like, hey, the 49ers don't want you because they just went to a Super Bowl, and potentially won it with Brock Purdy. And they're not interested in paying you $25 million when they have all this invested in Trey Lance. So I, I think that if Mike McDaniel is the coach there, I'm not sure what quarterback he wants to bring in or is going to bring in unless it is a Jimmy G that's going to come there. Because I'm not sure that, Tom Brady would go to Miami if McDaniel is still the coach. I think he would prefer to have Sean Payton as the as the head coach there. So who who knows? The thing with Tua is to me more so is somebody going to talk to him and say you can't don't do this to yourself anymore. Like don't don't get don't don't have 3 4 head injuries in a season. And then go out there and continue to do this. And I think the other thing that I would hope that somebody would talk to Tua is the league that I used to watch, quarterbacks were brutalized. Like their knees were fair game, their heads were fair game, everything. They've done pretty much everything they can to help the quarterback. He has to start helping himself, Ryan. Like he has to start trying to not take hits. And I know people are saying, well, like he gets rid of the ball like this fast. Yeah, but there's... Once in a while, he doesn't get rid of it. And bad things tend to happen to him when that happens. Because these aren't like, we're not seeing hits where he's getting blindsided. Right. He's trying to extend plays, and we're seeing him get it, get it hit, slammed off the turf. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a 25, 26-year-old man who just got married, who's thinking about having kids, who's got his whole life in front of him, having scrambled brains because of a game. Like, there's other things. You'll move on in life. You'll, you're likely only going to get to do this for a short period of time anyways. So if the doctors tell you to move away, bro, you got to move away. But I think overall, if he decides to play, I think two has earned himself a contract at some point, somewhere in this league. He's in the top 15 of starting quarterbacks. If he wants to play and decides to play, I think a team would trade for him, and I think he will get a, a second contract if he's healthy enough and wants to play football. He's in a tough situation, Raw thoughts. Um, some free agents out there. Um, Derek Carr could possibly be on the move. Jimmy G could be on the move. Tom Brady could be on the move. And they have a lot of nice pieces in Miami. And I think if you have those pieces available and you have Tua sitting here, Tua's barbecue chicken. I hope you enjoyed the warm weather because you're getting out of there. You're getting out of there. If those guys are available, you're out the door. You're out the door. And Mike McDaniel, get his hands on Jimmy G, who's somebody who kind of is familiar with offense. Gets his hand on Tom Brady. If you know he might be dang for what you're saying, may not be there if Tom Brady's there. Because Tom Brady could be in Las Vegas to me. Um, and then you have guys like Derek Carr. Like all three of these guys, I think, can 
do better than Tua. And I almost sent you a text message with a report that uh, a re- it was a report that came out that if McDaniel loses and they go to eight and nine on the season, hmm. he might get fired. And with that being said, I'm gonna tell you raw thoughts with me. Welcome back to San Francisco. Can you have a job? Oh no. <laughs> He's, he's going he, back to say he's coming back to San Francisco as a running game quarter. Where he gonna go? He go he gonna sit out a year? No, he's gonna get a head coaching job. I so I if he gets almost, fired this year, you think okay, we got Panthers. Who else is it? I mean, I don't think the Razor can give it to Josh McDaniels. So who else put like, He's counting as a they're counting him as a as a minority, right? Like who doesn't want to have a genius young one eighth black head coach? Why so you telling me? So you telling me if he gets fired from Miami, and a guy like D'Amico Ryan's has a chance, that sounds like to me he's going to push D'Amico Ryan's out the way because I don't know if every team is going to give that opportunity to every raw thoughts, you know, minority person. You, know, you the don't. Panthers I know is available. Who else is available? I won't try. You don't is. think that the you don't think the Denver Broncos would Denver reach Broncos, out I forgot about them. make a call to him? You don't think the Washington Commanders, who I likely think. New, they're going to get new ownership most likely at some point, and, and I would, I would assume that yeah, that yeah. Ron Rivera will be done in Washington. So I think Washington would reach out to him. I think the Denver Broncos would reach out to him. Uh, what? And so those are really the only. I mean, I don't think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to um, get rid of. No, I don't think. That, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're necessarily going to part ways. I kind of. I kind of am really rooting for Wilkes to keep the job for Carolina. Me too, me too. But I just – I don't see David Tepper keeping the job. I don't let him see him keep it. But you do know the rumors since we're talking about that. He's already talked to Jim Harbaugh. And no wonder Jim Harbaugh won't side of Michigan because they got some things going on in Michigan. And that's why he really won't out. And they already talked like him and Tepper has already talked. Jim Harbaugh. Oh, that that was the other team I was going to say was – you wait. So you think Jim Harbaugh wants to go? Are you trying to ruin the Michigan Wolverines for me? What are you trying to do right now? No, no. What, what I'm trying to say is what it sounds like. They're going through some some things because he bought a burger for a kid. And this raw thought. This has been like news. Like they're about to get sanctioned about something dealing with. Oh, I um, did. I did yeah, see yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, that's. I think that's the real reason why he's leaving. It's not because he wants to leave Michigan. He knows they're about to get some some sanctions yeah, put on them. It's probably going to affect their bowl. They're recruiting stuff like that, and I yeah, think that's I don't know what's going to affect the bowl, bowl eligibility, but I think it's going to affect the number of scholarships they can right. offer, and that's going to hurt hurts keeping a certain level of talent you need to beat Ohio State on the roster. Right, and you you definitely need right now. Jim Harbaugh has been the thing, the guy who's been beating Ohio State. Everybody else who's coached against him have been getting. They've been what they say um floor mats. I am still (laughs) just trying to imagine how he allowed somebody to call a Philly special on fourth down on the opening drive of the game. Like, what are you doing? Um, (laughs) I want to say the last team that I was thinking about was the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, well, that could – Kingsbury is gone. He's out the door. He's out the door. He's out the door. You need somebody – who is going to not only relate to Kyler Murray, but you also need somebody that is going to give him an easy system. Hey, here's a two. Mike McDaniel would be the perfect coach for Arizona. I don't think about it. He's coming in that division with San Francisco, and it's going to be quite interesting. So there's three teams at least I think that would give a strong look. Also, the thing is, is if he's available 
and you were on the fringe of maybe firing your coach, right? Because that's the other thing too is like I've heard some stuff about Robert Sala where I don't think he should be fired or will be fired. But now all of a sudden if Mike McDaniel is is open, it's open. and you and you go and you go, hey, what could you do with Zach Wilson? What could you right. do with Brees Hall and and Michael Carter and all this stuff? Like, we really want to beat the Patriots and the Bills. And like we 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 just invested a second overall pick. Can you come here and be the savior for Zach Wilson? Could you right. get him? To what you got to or to the 49 to 49 connection. I get that. So that could be a possibility to Rob Salah. I mean, I think he's really building something there. It's just that he's not an officer guy. So things change. I'm gonna go to another topic while we before yeah. since you want to go to New York, we're gonna go to New York too. Daniel Jones has been revived somewhat. Does Daniel Jones get a contract extension in New York? Oh my goodness! How is how is this possible, Ryan? Like, I have he's like he's like a cat with nine lives, Daniel Jones. Like every time I think he's completely cooked, he just comes back and here's Daniel Jones having a big game using his athletic ability, which is super like sneaky surprising in there. I I think you have to give Daniel Jones another year, depending on what your options are. The quarterbacks that I would like better is if – so this is something I was going to save for my show tomorrow, but I'll say it here. Oh, I feel special. I think – and I, cause I haven't heard anybody bring this up yet. David Carr played for and won a Super Bowl as a backup with the Giants organization. And I think David Carr knows how first-class run the Giants organization is. And I think if he tells his brother, hey – Find out what Brian Dable thinks about Daniel Jones. Would they be willing to bring you in there? Or, you know, like, could you get yourself to the New York Giants and play football with a with a coach like Brian Dable? Because Brian Dable, people thought Josh Allen was finished. And now all of a sudden he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. People thought Daniel Jones was finished. He now has a team that's going to the playoffs. And not only that, the last time we saw him a week ago, the dude put up four touchdowns and was running around like he was Michael Vick. He was out there just crushing it with his legs. I'm like, who is this is Daniel Jones? Just hit this dude. Like, stop, knock it off. I think Daniel Jones earned a contract extension, depending on what are the options. Because you can't start over from scratch. You can't give the New York media a taste of the playoffs. With this with this quarterback, and then go, yeah, we're gonna go back to the draft, or we're gonna do this. So I think there's a limited number of them. Throw you in the bus. They are they are vultures. But go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just I I think that once they have you have done this with this roster, with uh, like defensively, I thought was gonna be a real issue for them. You lose Graham, uh, went to go to the Raiders, um, and then the the offense. Like it was like, can Saquon stay healthy? Is Daniel Jones the guy? I had the Giants for like four wins this year. Mm. I was so wrong about the Giants and how good they are. That's why I think Brian Dable is coach of the year. I don't care if the Niners are winning games and all these teams are winning games. What Brian Dable did with no wide receivers that you would have known about going into the year, right? Like if you weren't a Giants fan, you didn't know Richie James. You didn't know Hodges. 
I knew Richard James. Richard James played for San Francisco. But go ahead. But all the all the players that you thought they trade yeah, away yeah, Kadarius yeah. Tony, Kenny Galladay cannot get off the bench. Sterling Shepard gets a knee injury. They trade or let Evan Ingram walk or whatever in the offseason. They get paid all that money. Evan Ingram looks like a beast down in in Jacksonville, down there with with Trevor Lawrence. It's like he's throwing to people where you're like, wait, Darius Slayton's still in the NFL? So you have to give Daniel Jones credit for everything he did. And I do think he earned a contract extension, dot, 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 depending on who's available. That's the thing. It's like – Right. Are you telling me that I could get Derek Carr over Daniel Jones? I think, me personally, think that's an upgrade. I think for me, raw thoughts, if those guys, again, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Tom Brady not going to yield, so I'm going to cut him out. Jimmy G, he fits that. They like the pretty boy look, you know, raw thoughts. He might go to New York. They'll love him in New York. I don't know if he has – I don't think he will want to go to New York because I don't think it's enough weapons for him. So I see a place like Miami for him. Um there's two systems, though. The thing with Jimmy G is there's three systems. You have the Raiders. He knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows the system with Mike McDaniel, and he knows right. the system with the Jets. So there's Correct. three teams Jimmy G, who's right. a free agent, would go right. to before that. So the Giants, I look at, like, if it's either Derek Carr. And the way they are positioned right now, they're going to probably get a low first-round pick with these really good quarterbacks, Caleb, Caleb Williams, um, the Ohio State kid. I forgot his name. CJ CJ Stroud. So this draft, no Caleb Williams in this draft. Oh well, no Caleb Williams. All right, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young gonna be gone. Um, it's another quarterback. The Willis, the kid, the Willis kid from Kentucky is correct. He's gone, and um, I thought about the kid from Tennessee that got hurt. Hooker got hurt, so I thought about him. So I'm like, these guys may be gone. Now you may get a diamond rope like the 49ers got with Brock Purdy. Which I'm still figuring out. That's another conversation later. I don't know how to worry. He failed to miss irrelevant. Looking at his stats and all that stuff in, in college, I'm still shocked. But uh, Daniel Jones, if they, don't, if they don't get a quarterback like that, he gets an extension. That's my raw thoughts. With that being said, before I go to it, oh, 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 go ahead. Real go ahead. quick. I, no, I think this about, I think, don't get me wrong. I'm giving Daniel Jones a contract extension if I'm the Giants. I'm also going to go ahead and draft Anthony Richardson from Florida in the second or third round, whenever he's available. And I'm going to, he's going to be my contingency plan. If the floor falls out in year two for Daniel Jones, I can then just say, Hey, we drafted this kid. He, we've been working with him. It's week nine. Let's go ahead and just put him out there and see what we can do the end of this year to see if he's our guy for year three of Brian Dable. I think in this one year, Brian Dable's guaranteed to get all four years or five years of his contract. But they I need agree. they draft somebody, even if they keep Danny. All-star sports ACCS, give them a call at 252-231-0238 or visit the website allstarsportsaccs.com. Use the promo code Raw Mind. Use the promo code Raw Mind. You get a 20% discount. They have all jerseys of all kinds, no matter where you live, where they are. They got charges, they got eagles, they even ship to you. Trust me, I know because I didn't went into the um the store myself. And it, you don't have to be in the area to get a ship. You know, they say, you know, you try Amazon. Why not try AllStarSportsACCS.com? Now, since you were talking about earlier about the firing and stuff, new ownership in Washington. Do they clean house in Washington? And it sounds like you were trying to tap into that story early. So I'm going to let you um, give me your own thoughts. I think they, 
I think they will. I think they should. I hope that, that it gets settled soon enough where new ownership can get in there, get a new head coach, GM, whatever, in time for draft preparation, right? Like that's the weird thing about like you have the transition, but then how fast can you get your team implemented where you can evaluate the players on your roster before cut day? Because I think that if obviously if Josh McDaniels had more time with, jo- with with Josh Jacobs this year, and do you think that he would have passed on his fifth year option? Like if he had gotten hired and gotten in there and got some time, like there's no way that he would have done that because now the number to keep him is going to be much higher than a fifth year option would have been before that. Like at least in my opinion, it would be. So I hope that they do this. Washington. Ron, Ron, I've always been a Ron Rivera fan. But in that game against the 49ers, I was so pissed because he was making it so Heineke had to play a perfect game. When you drive the field against the 49ers, against the number one defense on the first drive of the game, you reward your offense with points. You don't go for it there. Then later in the game, while the game is still manageable, I think think Washington is within three or might have been up three at this time. Mm -hmm. They go for it on like their own 26-yard line. You're asking Taylor Heineke to play a perfect game, and if people are wondering why I'm animated and I'm not a Washington fan, I've been supporting Taylor Heineke since the playoff game where he almost won me a bunch of money playing the Buccaneers two years ago. (laughs) I've just been saying this kid can play football and he should continue to get chances. And then you pull him, and then you start Carson Wentz next week, And then in the game where you have to win it to keep your playoff chances alive, you stick with Carson Wentz after he throws three interceptions or whatever in the first half? No, the game's still close. Turn the game back over to Heineke and see if there's any magic. And just Rivera just seems, it seems like a mess. Everything there, he should be gone. I unfortunately think Heineke is a very good backup in this league and will land somewhere where he can be a very good backup on a team. But for the most part, you have good defensive pieces and good offensive pieces. There's no way your team should be 7-7-1 seven, seven and one or whatever it is, or 7-8-1 and one with one week to play. Like, you have to. New ownership gets in, and they just completely clean house. I do think that there's, like, some players that could be more on the trading block depending on what coaching staff gets in there. For me, man, I'm going to tell you now, raw thoughts. I'm going to give you a raw thought moment. If the commanders get rid of it. The reason why I say this, it's going to be a great 3-4. They got some key pieces on defense. They'll be able to go find their quarterback, their guy, you know, probably reel somebody in. And I'm going to tell you another team while I'm at it. Hang on real quick, because the computer froze. I didn't hear the coach you named. Oh, I said, oh, this is a great spot for Sean Payton. Of course, Denver, Miami, all those places are good. But for me, I'm saying this right now. They get rid of everything, get new ownership. They can go find their guy, the quarterback. They make it real in Tom Brady in D.C. I'm not saying it's going to happen for Las Vegas. They have pieces like Derek Carr, guys like that. They have pieces on offense. Bring a guy like Sean Payton, Vic Fangio, who's a very good defense coordinator with a good defense, with the pieces they have in, on, in D.C., I can see it happening if it's there. But the only thing that's going to stop them is this. 
I don't think Sean. I feel like Sean Payton in DC is a good fit. Not saying he's going there. So let me re, let me reiterate that. I'm gonna tell you why I feel like he's gonna go. Mike McCarthy, if they get booted first round, he's out the door. And he will be in Dallas, where they want him in Dallas anyway. But Miami is nice. The Broncos, high altitude, maybe a little cold, has pieces and everything already in place. It's a good fit, but it's going to be super cold and all. Denver. Miami, if they say, for what you're saying, if Mike McDaniel gets fired. But D.C. will be a perfect spot for Sean Payton and them. Already got some pieces already there, some yak yard guys. Some They can probably boost the offensive line. Has some coaching on the offensive end. Maybe they believe in Sam Howell. We don't know. We'll see this week if he's really has potential or they go find this franchise guy. You know, Russell Wilson, Denver them is the number one spot for me. Number one spot for me right now that's available is Denver. But if Dallas loses and it becomes available, you just best believe um, Dallas is shipping every coach out of there and they're bringing in Sean Payton and Vic Fangio. So that's another piece. Denver um, is your number one destination for Sean Payton. For Sean Payton and them, because I'm gonna tell you why. Short quarterback, short style. Everybody thinks I really feel like every coach has their blueprint. I believe in this. Like every coach has a different system. Certain players play better in different systems. Pete Carroll, I ain't gonna lie. Raw thoughts. I'm gonna go ahead and say in there, even though they in Seattle, he's one of the most underrated coaches in football. He got Geno Smith looking like cool, calm, collected. So now it looks like Geno's looks like. Pete Carroll had Russ hidden from all his weaknesses. Now you have him in there. So, anyway, better what I'm saying. So, Denver has a lot of pieces that are get healthy. It's a good team to build out. Although I know you hate it because in the AFC West, but they have things already kind of like more pieces together. This is reason why I'm saying this is because Dallas has a coaching tag. Miami still has a coaching tag. Jets still had that coach intact. Something about people are to fire somebody who may have a chance. Panthers don't have a coach, even though Will should be the coach. So I choose between Denver and the Panthers. Denver is the better spot for Sean Payton than the Panthers. Panthers still got a few more pieces they got to build and bring in. That's why I picked that. But if Dallas fires their coach, then yes, Sean Payton's going to Dallas. Yeah. DC, we don't know what the new owner gonna say. The new owner may give Ron Rivera a shot one more year. And may say he out the door once he find his place. So we don't know that. So it's a lot of coaches. This this offseason is going to be interesting. Quarterbacks on the move and coaches who want new jobs. And so it's going to put some pressure on certain teams. And so that's why I said that because you know how it goes on, Tony. Raw thoughts. I have a better answer for you when the end of the season comes because we know how the end of the season happens. What they call it, Black Monday. That's where everybody gets fired. Everything happens. You better see where everybody's going. But right now, at the moment, we know Denver Broncos' jobs available. We know the Panthers' jobs available. Everything else pretty much is I, for, I I forgot about the Broncos' job because it's the worst job in the <laughs> entire NFL. They had a top five defense in the league. They just can't get it done. <sighs> You're frozen again. So I'm sure this rant is spectacular. Oh, 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 oh. Can, can you hear me now? Yes, you're back. You got me? All right, so look. Yeah. Big Fangio might not want to go back to Denver because they fired him. But he, Sean Payton said that's who's going to be with him. But that defense was top five. The offense was terrible, but the Denver Broncos defense was legit. So you bring in Vic Fangio to run that defense. That's all you got to worry about is defense. 
let Sean Payton talk and do whatever he has to do with him. I'm just saying between the Panthers, the Panthers don't really have a quarterback right now. A lot of people we, like Russ, but they, they have a quarterback already in place. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Go with your rant, Ralph yeah. yeah, they have a quarterback in place who's put together almost back-to-back. He, he Go – I, I don't want to give, I don't want to bag on Russ. Russ is a fantastic human being. He'll figure it out. Let's just take a look at the fact that like, let's say he doesn't turn it around. They, the, the contract extension they gave him doesn't even kick in for like two years. And then they owe him like $49 million a year until 2028 or whatever. The, on top of it, they traded away like three first round picks. They don't even pick in the first round. Sean Payton has said many times he wants to go to a warm weather, weather city that is not Denver, Colorado. That's not going to happen. Vic Vangio said he's going with them. Fangio is not going back there. He has said many times he wants to either work with – he hasn't said that he wants to work with Tom Brady, but he wants to work with a young, mobile quarterback. That's why he his, his rumored destinations were like the Chargers. That's not going to happen because Brandon Staley turned the defense around. Was like the Cowboys – or it was like there was another team south. I can't remember who it was. But that's where he wants to go. The Denver job is such a mess that like, <clears throat> excuse me, the only person that I could see going to Denver and possibly saving it, and I think this guy will be the higher of the year, and I hope he ends up in Washington or Carolina, and that's D'Amico Jim Bryant. Harbaugh. No, oh. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, you cannot save – a team, if you're an offensive head coach, and your your offense to me is not going to get back to where it needs to be, because I saw enough from Russell Wilson. We forget his last year with the Seahawks. He wasn't very good. He wasn't very good this year. It's not a coincidence. In, um, Denver, no doubt about that. I can see that. That when you when you are a mobile quarterback, which Russell Wilson is a mobile quarterback. Age starts to deteriorate you faster. And Russell doesn't like to play from the pocket, never really did. I said on all of my shows that Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos was not a good match. And everybody laughed when I predicted the Broncos would win seven games. I agree. Aaron Rodgers would have been the better option there. What I'm saying is, is like, they need to bring in an offensive coordinator who's going to allow Russ to do what Russ Ross wants to do. Store. That, that, that. He's going to have way more injuries. It's it, The Broncos' job is not good. On top of it, you get to play a team that has twice a year has Herbert, who you can say whatever you want. You can just be somebody who looks at numbers and say, oh, Herbert's not that great. Go ahead and watch the games. You'll disagree. You'll, you'll be wrong in a second. Or Patrick Mahomes is about to win his second MVP before the age of 27. And then eventually, like, Tom Brady could end up with the Raiders for the final two years of his career. And you know Gronk's coming out of retirement for that. So, like, you think Sean Payton wants to sign up for the Denver Broncos? Zero. I think there's a zero chance that Sean Payton goes to the Denver Broncos. A 0.0 repeating. We're coming up on the so I'm going to go ahead and get these three more topics out because I have a special topic I want you to get into. I call it the wrong Okay, topic. I will rapid fire. Um, Less than 10 seconds. We can say this. Short. Look, that's, that's what it is. Most dangerous team in the playoffs. The most, the most, like, are you asking me for, like, an upset or who's the best team? Shit, it cut off again. I don't know what's happening. 
Ryan, you there? It could be the best team. I'm here. It could be the best team. Or it could be an upset. Um, the most the team that I think is the most dangerous heading in to the postseason. Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, Ryan. <laughs> Go ahead. The, you 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 think I'm gonna say the Chargers? I'm not. It's the Tampa Bay It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, I don't even want to say it. But, like, if you told me, like, he gets the Cowboys at home and then there's a chance, he, you know, he gets all these other things and the Eagles are fading, and then all of a sudden he's just got to go to San Francisco and and keep it close and outduel Brock Purdy in the fourth quarter of a football game. Like, I just – Every time I bet against Tom Brady, and I did it this year too. I did it again this year. I bet against Tom Brady against the Panthers, and it cost me. Like I just thought the Panthers would get the job done and put them out of their misery. They didn't. The team that I think is the best headed into the into the postseason, I think it's the Bengals. Like I think the Bengals are the best team. They have a good defense. They have a quarterback who's already navigated this road all the way to a Super Bowl. And you just have a lot of talent there. I think the Bengals, to me, are the best team headed in. Like, the team that I think could beat anybody right now. I think it's them or the 49ers are the two best teams because of the pieces that they have there. Yeah, I was going um the Bengals is one. I was actually going to go with the Chargers because the Chargers is going to be scary. I don't think nobody wants to play them. Even if they play them on the road or away, the Chargers have a different style. So I'm going with the Chargers myself. They're playing good right now. I mean, they lost a lot of games, but playoff time come. Just a Herbert in the playoffs. This might be a different thing. I really think the Chargers, can, just like the Kansas City Chiefs, can score on any team in the NFL. But um, I'm going to go to the next one. If A-Rod loses this game against Detroit Lions – what do we say? Big money Aaron Rodgers on uh, Pat McAfee's show every week. And I, you know what? Shout out to Pat McAfee. For to get Aaron Rodgers on the show every single week, you got to be special. I don't know what it is you done said, but to get him on the show every single week to talk to him out of all the players, you always find a way to get Aaron Rodgers on your show. That got to be difficult because I hear a lot of things like Aaron Rodgers ain't coming on anybody's show. But go ahead. The word I would say is uh, like conundrum or predicament or whatever. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, uh, whether he's going to retire, whether he's going to ask for a trade to Tennessee or Las Vegas or who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. But he we do know Nashville, by the way, too. So that's another. They got to they got to make up their mind on Jordan Love. They got to make up their mind on Jordan Love at Tennessee some point. Ain't got no don't know what's gonna I don't say Aaron Rodgers might as well stay in Green Bay. Talking about Tennessee. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that he should go there. I'm just saying that I could see a situation where Aaron Rodgers goes, "Yeah, I've had enough time in Green Bay. Trade me somewhere else." That's if he loses the game. He also could just say, "Like, you know what? I got another year of fifty million dollars guaranteed here in Green Bay." Christian Watson looks like a real player. Romeo Dobbs looks good. Let's go out, add a couple more pieces to the team, run it back one more year. The division's pretty weak. I'll be 40. Let's call it a career. For me, Raw thoughts like Aaron Rodgers got lucky because apparently they started playing well at the end. Getting rid of Devontae Adams was probably crucial, but now you're seeing like 
Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers somewhat, and he got a lot of young guys for cheap to play with him. But in the day, man, I'd be shocked Aaron Rodgers do anything with this young team. He's on the end of his career. I don't see Green Bay win the Super Bowl anytime soon. If they do, I'd be truly shocked. This is raw thoughts. I'm going to go to this subject, then we're going to go to the raw thought minute. San Francisco is led by Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, um, what are your raw thoughts before we go into our raw thought minute? Brock Purdy's been extremely impressive to me, and he did something last week where I think the 49ers were down by 10 points in that game. And he led the team in, made some big throws, and was poised, and didn't make the big turnovers. And I think that's the separation between him and Jimmy G, right? Like, I think that is that game right there is why if you told me Jimmy G was healthy for an NFC championship game, I'd be like, Jimmy, I'm not even sure I'm going to dress you for this game because I don't want Brock Purdy to look over his shoulder if things go bad in the first half and everybody expects me to put in Jimmy G. I would be like, hey, we're going to save you for your triumphant return to the Super Bowl because I'm confident that kid's going to going to get me here. Like there's just something about him where it's like long-term, I don't love Brock Purdy, but whatever's going on right now is pretty amazing. It is. It is. And I, I'm loving every bit of it. And um, that defense Brock Purdy, he's shown me something different, but before we go to the raw thought minute, Monica Ricks, essential collections, www.essentialcollections.square.site. Use promo code raw mind, get a 15% discount. She has a lot of products from bad products to facial products to, lotion products to creams anything you can think of she pretty much has it when it comes to skincare that being said she doesn't mind shipping it wherever it needs to be use the promo code raw mind promo code raw mind she probably put something in there special for you you never you might get a teddy bear you might get a shot of liquor you might get whatever it's raw thoughts here baby so that being said we'll go to raw thought minute we're a little bit over the time but it's okay raw thought minute i call the raw thought minute something that you talk about in sports period you want to talk about you get one minute to talk about it. Let me see. It's 802. With that being said, minute. so you get one minute to discuss whatever you want to discuss in sports. And it could be your raw thoughts. And the reason why I do it like this, because it's nothing for you to think about, is something that comes off raw. Hmm. Wow. I, I completely unprepared for this. I'm trying to think of. Uh... Okay. You're Here we go. There. <laughs> yes, I got, I got something. I would like a a to live in a like a more realistic world with sports fans, where we don't like. Sometimes when you talk to a fan and they go like, "Oh, well, we don't have our franchise guy, right? Like, what are we gonna do? We got to move on from Derek Carr. We got to move on from Ryan Tannehill. We got to move on from all these quarterbacks." And it's like. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to get rid of this guy and Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or like one of these other amazing quarterbacks are going to walk through the door. So like when I talk to people and they're like, I don't know what's going to happen to Lamar Jackson. And I'm like, I can't even understand why the Bengals have let it go this far. Like there is a limited number of people who can win a ton of games in the NFL at that position. There is a very, and we are about to, has, Close the chapter on Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Ryan, Ryan, Matt Ryan's about to be gone. Matt Stafford's about to be gone. These are guys that were franchise quarterbacks. 
And now all of a sudden we're just trying to get rid of guys that are good functioning leaders of organizations because you want to try and capture what they have in another city, build a damn football team the right way, have a grown up at quarterback and your team will win games. Everybody's going to this, like the Jets are going to bail on Zach Wilson instead of trying to maybe change offensive coordinators or something else. I think that's a huge mistake. And I wish that we would stop being so hyperbolic with young people's careers, give them a minute and, and work it out. Not everybody can have the best quarterback in football. Oh, the best quarterback in football is just to herbert you. Okay. There it is. I'm waiting. Oh, I'm, boy. I'm waiting the flag. We got I some viewers it. that might disagree. We got some viewers that definitely <laughs> disagree. With that being said, I'm going to give my chance. Raw thought, man, I'm already pondering. I've been waiting to say this for a while. And I don't want to seem biased because it's about the 49ers. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know early because I don't get a chance to talk about the 49ers. The best thing that ever happened to San Francisco 49ers is don't charge to my heart. I don't mean it in a bad way. Trey Lance, Jimmy G getting hurt. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback for this system on the roster at the moment. I'm not like you said earlier, Tony Tucker. I'm not saying in the future, or whatever, but he's the best one. He runs Kyle Shanahan's system better than any one of those two. And Trey Lance, you know, with all due respect, he has he didn't have a chance to like get himself going. So by this time of the year, we don't know what Trey Lance can do. Trey Lance probably been amazing in his offense, but he got hurt. But at the moment. Brock Purdy scores over 30 plus points a game since he's been starting. Jimmy G was scoring under 20 plus 20, 23 points and under and field goal. Trey Lance, he didn't get a chance to like show himself. Brock Purdy has revived the, the offensive game of George Kittle while he's been in the offense. Not under Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle. I mean, George Kittle was a blocking tight end. Under Brock Purdy, he's been amazing. Brock Purdy, yeah, they shouldn't have been down because the number one defense in football should have been playing that bad against the Las Vegas Raiders. But the good thing is he still brought the boys back when they're down by 10. Brock Purdy is a special guy who the 49ers got a steal off of. I don't really call him Mr. Irrelevant because he's a steal. When I seen – I've been doing all my research on Brock Purdy since he's been a quarterback. He had amazing numbers. He had a chance to go to Alabama. He was huge in high school in Arizona. And when I see his head coach at Iowa State hugging him and kissing him and crying, that lets me know how important this kid was to this football team that without Brock Purdy is thinking it up. Iowa State was thinking it up this season. So, and when I see this guy cry because Brock Purdy is gone, Brock Purdy doesn't have that that makes him stand out. He just have a dog. He just does whatever it takes to win. And I feel like with the weapons that the 49ers have and every piece they have, like, Brock Purdy is a quarterback at the moment to drive these boys to the Super Bowl at the moment. And I just feel like, honestly, like, seeing the point ratio go up, I'm not seeing any miss, too many missed opportunities that I saw with Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo was good before he hurt himself. His ACL you know, against Kansas City in 2017-18 hasn't been mobile since, so it's pretty much he's in the pocket. And whatever happens, if he's in the pocket, he's trying to throw it, he'll throw it. But if he doesn't, he don't know how to be mobile enough to get away from pressure. Brock Purdy has that it factor. And I'm just going to be honest, man. Uh, Brock Purdy is huge. And I hate the concept. This is the raw concept I want to put in this raw thought minute. I hate when people try to compare him to other quarterbacks. It's not Aaron Rodgers or Jalen Hurts or Dak, Price, Dak Prescott or Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. It's very insulting, like a spit in my face, that they talk about this comparing Brock Purdy to these quarterbacks. It's really 
those quarterbacks against the number one defense in football. So it's like you're saying, like you're comparing these two these quarterbacks to each other, and you're saying, oh, this is going, they're just going to run over the forty nine ers defense. It's going to score points. What if Brock Purdy get in a situation we got to score points? So it's basically like you're saying these quarterbacks is going to dominate this number one defense in football and put Brock Purdy in a bad situation. Why we can't say? What if Brock Purdy doesn't get in a bad situation? What if this number one defense holds all these quarterbacks to not be even being able to be in the game? That's the real thing. Like people always try to put this quarterback thing like these. They say it like this: these quarterbacks is gonna walk all over the 49ers defense this season. It ain't happened all season. It ain't gonna happen. The game pretty much was lost because of QB play and a few mistakes. And honestly, the 49ers haven't been healthy all year long. They finally getting back healthy at the right time. They have been missing a lot of players. Debo has been out the past three games. Brock Purdy has looked made Ray Ray McLeod look like he the next coming returner. He made George Kittle come back to like he might be the best tight end in football. He's only 30, he's only 20 yards behind Travis Kelsey for most yards in six years. But with that being said, I feel like Brock Purdy is the right now at the moment is the quarterback for the 49ers. I'm not going to say what's going to happen in the offseason, but his style of play. Kyle Shanahan is allowing this guy to take chances that he'd never let Jimmy G take. So I feel like right now in the moment, Brock Purdy is going to be the luckiest kid on earth. I hope he still keeps the job. But, man, if he wins this Super Bowl as a rookie, it's going to be some teams. 49ers might find a way to get some collateral back that they gave up for Trey Lance. My raw thoughts. But go ahead. It's not you want to say something. No, I, I have a lot to say, but I'll keep it short. I, I do think that there is a good conversation to be had, depending on how the playoffs go, about trading Trey Lance. I think there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback where you could get a guy who has two years of NFL experience and he's been learning the NFL game from Kyle Shanahan. I think you could sell that to a team that has a veteran quarterback but the Lions, who might say, like, hey, we have Jared Goff. Let's bring in some competition for him at that position, right? Like different teams like that where you could say, like, oh, well, we have this guy. Let's bring in that. I, there's a couple teams in your – well, let's – I'll stay away from that. Our, so you feel, our, like, you feel like if he wins the Super Bowl, Trey Lance would be out the door quicker than Jimmy G? Jimmy G's a free agent. Jimmy G's gone. You think – you think – See, well, Jimmy G, I'm, I'm just so, like, I don't know. Like, Jimmy G's the type of guy, do I want to play with content people that I'm already used to, or do I want to go somewhere and just lose games and not be in a Super Bowl contention? Ryan, type. Let, let's, go, let's, I'm, I'm just saying, raw thoughts. Go ahead, go ahead. You said it to me like you were my psychiatrist. Go ahead, go I ahead. did, I did. I need you to lay down. <laughs> you 49er fans were trying to kick this dude to the curb for, like, two years now since he drafted Trey Lance and then you got lucky when Trey busted his ankle that Jimmy was still around and, like, willing and able. Like, nobody wanted him because of the weird time that he had shoulder surgery in the offseason. And now Jimmy G is going to be a free agent, and you guys are like, well, maybe we still want a date. Come on, like, stick around. Let me. I know I got these other people around here. Jimmy needs to take his pretty ass somewhere and be a starter for a good football team, and 49er fans need to quit playing with his emotions. You guys have three quarterbacks who could be starters in this league at varying levels and degrees, ceilings and floors, right? Jimmy G being the most experienced and stable probably for a good team like the Jets. <clears throat> Brock Purdy, upstart, has a lot of potential. 
but not nearly as much as Trey Lance. Imagine if Trey Lance could wow, stay healthy. Wow, we get a comment right here. Hold Imagine on. if he could stay healthy. Melvin's in here saying, he's telling me. I don't know if laughing at me. Y'all already know. I don't know. I can't see it on my end. My computer's probably too old. But he's it's laugh, he laughing. The laughing emoji. Laughing emoji. Yeah, Melvin's probably saying, leave Jimmy G alone. He's done enough for you guys. <laughs> Jimmy, just stick around. We're not sure how we feel about Trey and Brock. Jimmy, go sign somewhere else. And with that being said, Raw My, Raw My Sports is done. Uh, we kind of went over the, the, the time frame, but it's still in perfect timing. Because, by the way, if you didn't hear all this episode and you're listening to it now, it's going to be available on all podcast platforms in a few minutes. So, Tony Tucker, let them know where they can find you at. MJT Football on YouTube. MJT Football. We just talk about football, just like what I did for the last hour. Yeah, he has um he has seasonal shows because you know football ain't around all the time you know but at the same time i don't know if he does college or whatever but man tony tucker has been amazing mommy oh, we'll I do it we'll, we'll talk about the draft yeah. i will come up with ridiculous things yeah uh, yeah in the off season um yeah we always have shows every week we have shows and with that being said you know raw mind sports is on all podcast platforms youtube right now facebook if you see it twitter i'm working on my twitter right now Instagram, I'm not like necessarily directly on Facebook right now. Been off since January the 5th. So I'm trying to work on other platforms to see where my niche is at. So for all thoughts, I'm going to mentally focus on those. And that's it for me, man. Raw mind, raw thoughts. Tony Tucker, we are out.